We're going to go ahead and continue our study on kindness. Uh, we kind of started this last week out of our, our text uh, for kindness was uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 35. And I, I found this uh, profound but simple, uh, but hard to live. For the Bible tells us, Jesus' own word says, For God is, thank, or is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Well, it's easy to be kind to others who are kind. That's the conditional kindness. But God's kindness, like our kindness should be, reflecting Him, is a kindness toward those that are unthankful to those that are evil. Well, that's, that's a tall order from God, isn't it? thought about the Binghams when you mentioned 70 years, right? 70 years. There's got to be three things in that marriage that made that, you're going to make it to 70 years, I hope. So, is Jesus Christ, your Savior, unconditional love and kindness. You can't make it 70 years without kindness. If you do, you're, I can't imagine. I mean, that just doesn't, wouldn't make sense. You got to have kindness toward one another. But, um, so with that, I want to talk to you about the very character of God is kindness. Throughout Scripture, you can't get away from it. And there's an umbrella on the, under this term kindness is goodness. It's being care, caring of others. It's friendly. Uh, it's patient. Okay? <laughs> Those are some of the attributes of kindness that you see reflected not only in God, but what He expects of us. and um, that umbrella is quite, a, quite an umbrella because we are told that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Now look at that. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. That's another uh, under the umbrella of kindness is gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. We see the very character of God. The, the moment we are birthed into the family of God and the Spirit of God indwells us, that Holy Spirit begins a work of conforming us to the image of God Himself. The image of Christ and the very character that's to be on display for the whole world. God is using us as earthen vessels to express Himself and His character through us. And He gives us the Spirit of God and that's what He produces. Now this is a lifelong work of maturing. Not everybody gets this. It takes time. Uh, certainly kindness is one, is in that umbrella there of the fruit of the Spirit. By It's fruit, by the way, not fruits. Fruit of the Spirit. And it's because there is a working of God and an outflow of His character. Every believer is called to express the very character of God, which includes the kindness of God. And we live in a world that is very unkind. I mean, we everything around us seems to scream mean-spirited and hateful and division and fighting. America is a divided country. Clearly, we can't even have a civil debate anymore without fighting, without degrading each other, without using terms of hurt and pain and, and, and being derogatory. It's because that is... The nature of man is to be unkind. The, our human nature, and we'll talk about that, is not to be this. But when the Spirit of God comes in us as believers, that's what He begins to produce. 
Now, it's not an instant success. It's a lifelong process. But uh, I think Philippians 2 verse 12, it says, uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I didn't say work on your salvation because salvation was given to you as a gift. It exists in you. Now he wants you to work out because Paul was coming around and saying, hey, I'm not going to be here all the time. You need to work out your own salvation. But then the next verse says, for it is God which worketh in you. So we have a partnership with God. We surrender and, su and submit and yield ourselves as and the outflow of that is the expression of God, the very character of God. It's beautiful. Kindness is such an attractive quality, but it's missing in our country. And if people are looking for kindness, they're looking for it. They desire it. We'll talk about that. And if there's one group of people that ought to exhibit kindness, now be careful now. I'm not talking about kindness just because others are kind to you. I'm talking about exhibiting kindness to people who are unkind, who are unthankful, and to evil. Now, I can't do that on my own. I cannot do it. I still struggle with it, especially on thankful people. But God tells me to be kind to them. And we'll talk about all this here in a few minutes. Because every believer is to express the very character of God. The Spirit who indwells every true believer produces in us what we can't do on our own. That's so important. The only way to truly express the kindness of God is to allow God to express it through you. There's a yielding there and a submission and a surrender that every believer has to go through for God to work. And as soon as we resist that and we fight God on that, we're going to truly be unable to express kindness like God wants to. So there is definitely a work that has to go on in our life because kindness is contrary to human nature. This verse in James 1 kind of, kind of summarizes it. For whence come wars and fightings among you? Sound familiar what we're going on with in America today? Now, you can't watch five minutes of any news station without fighting going on. It's this us versus that. I get that. There's, there's, there's a lot of pitting against each other and opinions and all, but that's human nature. And it's creating a spirit within America of division like no other time. And it's because kindness has been thrown out the door. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your own lusts? And there it is, that war in your members. That's the human nature, is to fight, to vide, to hate, to spit on others, to be unkind, to be mean-spirited. That is truly the nature of man, but not as believers. Now, we have that nature, that sin nature that we fight, but God gives us the, He renders that, old man, powerless, so that the new man that's in us can, can exhibit the express, expression and character of God, which includes kindness. Now, from a general observation, I believe, from a general observation, and you'll probably, most of you would agree with that, men tend to be less kind than women. And the women say, 
We have to be honest with ourselves. There's men are just this is who I mean, we're fighters. Look, you you can give me a baby. I'll give any man a baby. You can be a teddy bear. Gentle, patient for about an hour. You give a you give a man a baby for a week and you'll find out whether he's really kind or not. True. Think about that observation. I just spent a week with my grandson. I can handle about two hours, and then I've got to, it's time for me to move on. Now, grandma and mama, patient, caring, gentle, that's not where I am. And that's just, once again, shows you that men tend to be less kind than women. Uh, I've been surrounded by women for the majority of my life. My wife, my two daughters, and yes, I had two female dogs. And what God has done is He's used those women in my life, those girls, to smooth off, smooth out a lot of those rough edges. God uses different experiences to produce kindness in us. And he used my wife, my daughters, and yes, my two dogs. Because they're, they're, they tend to be more gentle, more caring, more thoughtful, uh, more good in nature, expressing, than, than myself. And uh, I'll give you an example. I, if you recall, a few Sundays ago, I was talking about uh, my demon-possessed dog, MJ. You remember that story. And... and Afterwards, you know, after 15 years, you know, we, the dog was put, put down. And pastor came up to me and says, well, why in the world didn't you just kill that dog? At some point, that dog deserved to be killed. And I said, for one reason, I've got girls. And those girls would never forgive me for either getting rid of that dog or killing that dog. And believe me, I thought about it several times. And so, it's just nature. You see this that we can learn a lot, especially from, from the female uh, version, about kindness. And uh, I, I know that it's not our nature. That's what I'm trying to get at here. And so I read this verse in, in Proverbs chapter 19, I thought really hit me in verse 22. It said, the desire of a man is his kindness. I have a picture in my office, several pictures, but one of them was me when I was 18. I was going to show it, but I decided you wouldn't recognize it. I was 18. Of course, I had long hair back then. I wasn't saved by long hair, and I had a thick head of hair. I didn't have a wrinkle. I had perfect eyesight. I could hear perfectly. I had a six-pack right here. Today, I have a one-pack. I'm working on it. But that's the reality is I looked at that picture and I thought, what happened? I've lost my hair. I can barely keep it. My sight, my ears, my hearing's going. A lot of different things are starting to happen because none of those are enduring. Now, those are attractive when they're young. But what withstands the test of time? Not those things. None of those things are sustainable or enduring. What tests withstands the test of time is kindness. The kindness, the desire of a man is his what? Not his muscles, not his hand, how handsome he is, not how intellectual he is, 
or charismatic. It's his kindness. So the desire of a man is his kindness. And I, you know, I always think, you know, Lord, there's some things I want before I pass in this world. Now, this is if the rapture doesn't happen. I'm going out the old-fashioned way, dead and buried. But I want my, my wife and my kids and, and, and God's people to remember me that I love Jesus and that I was kind. That I was kind to them and kind in my response to them. And it's because kindness endures the test of time. And when we become more like Christ, that's what people remember is the act of kindness in our life versus uh, the opposite. I story of my grandfather. My grandfather lived to be 95. Grandpa Red, we called him. He's about 6'4". He's a big, big man. He was a kind man. But as he got older, he got more of a, he got a mean streak in him. Now this happens. Some of it's not control, but I think it was more control. He just got mean. But he was a kind man. He, he was a gentle giant. He really was. And my, we went to visit him every year. We made an effort to go out to California and visit. My, my daughters were young. And that was the one vacation we would take. And um, one time my, my grandfather threw a fit. He got really upset with my daughter, Ashley, who at that time was six years old. Somebody stole a cow, a little toy cow that was on one of his train sets. And he found out because grandma stepped, whoever, however this went about, somebody put the cow in her shoe. And when she stepped in it, she realized, what was a cow doing in my shoe? And then grandpa found out about it and threw a fit. And I got a six-year-old daughter who probably didn't really truly understand what, you know, what's going on here, but he, he read her the riot act. He hurt that girl. I watched it unfold. I said, Grandpa, I'll take care of this. If she, you know, she didn't, I, don't, I know she didn't go out and do this on purpose. She just didn't know any better. She wasn't thinking. And, you know, fine. Things passed. A year later, we go to visit. Guess what he brings up? And he spends an entire morning talking about theft and stealing and how wrong it is. And he pounded away on a now it's seven-year-old girl. The ironic thing about that, my daughter never did it. It was her sister that did it. But she just took it on the chin. But you know, sad to say, you know what she remembers about Grandpa? When she, we talk about Grandpa Red, she says, oh man, I can't believe how Grandpa was so angry over that cow. That's the thing she remembers. And I have to remind her, hey, remember when Grandpa did this, and Grandpa did that, and Grandpa did that? And she's like, yeah, Dad. I said, then, and that's what you need to remember because he was a kind man. But he, in that moment of anger, he, le- he spewed unkindness, not only once, but over a period of a year. And she's never forgot that. Just like the lady who put that load of banana nut bread on the counter. I've never forgot that. There's acts of kindness that people will never forget. And so we have to be very careful with how, how we are expressing ourselves to our children, our friends, because the act of kindness can go a long way, but an act of unkindness can go equally as long. And that's what people remember. We want God to remember 
or we'll want people to remember us as expressing the kindness of God in our life. So, desire of a man is his kindness. What is, it's what is not enduring. We talked about that. What is enduring is kindness. May God help us to be a people who are kind. So what saith the Lord about kindness? Tough verse. We all know this verse. This is one of the, this verse gets quoted by, by young people all the time. You know, one of the first verses my daughter Lauren learned when she could speak out of here, by the way, a gospel was this verse. And be, it's a song too. And be kind one to another. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. This is about personal wrongs and personal hurts that people do toward you as a believer. That is, one believer pitted against another for different reasons, and yet we're told, we're instructed, because the verse before this is let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking, which is slander about each other, be put away because of it quenches, it grieves the Holy Spirit of God. And then it tells us to be kind to one another. Now that's not, a, that's not easy to do. When you've been wronged by someone, but yet you go back to what Jesus said about God, He is kind to the who? The unthankful, and by the way, the evil. How much more those that are born again from in the family of God, how much more do they deserve our kindness? One to another. And that is a real tall order from God. Again, I can't do that without God helping me. And partnering with God and saying, God, you got to help me to be kind. Um, years ago, I went to a missions conference. I was involved in putting this thing together at my church up in Alpharetta. And... Um, there's a missionary that was one of the veteran missionaries, and he's still young. He's probably 38, 39, somewhere in that range. But he'd been around in the field for about 15 years, and I had a burden to pray for this, this guy. He's kind of like a hero to me. He was in China perse being persecuted, and he, he came back for this missions conference. I had prayed for this boy for years. I mean, I didn't even know him. I just knew him by name. I knew him by face from the paper, you know, the, uh, the updates you get monthly, and, and I supported him financially, like directly, like sending checks through the church to him direct for whatever needs he had. And so I got a chance to finally meet what I would call my hero. It wasn't pleasant. He was standoffish, cold, like he didn't have time for me. I stood there trying to have a conversation. It was like talking to the wall. And I know he might have been distracted. I don't know. Maybe that's his personality. I, I don't know. God uses him and has used him. But that moment hurt big time for me. It's like, man, I've just invested uh, prayer and my finances into this, and he doesn't want to give me the time of day. How dare him? I got in that car and I, so I said, that's the last time I'm supporting that, that brother. Now that was my carnal side. Now, praise the Lord for my wife's kind words of be ye kind one to another. Now, she actually said, I agree with you. <laughs> Stick it to him. And you know, 
I started praying about that. That's not, that's not God's people. That's not how we're to respond. It's supposed to be the opposite. Okay, now I'm going to pray even more for him. Now I'm going to make sure I continue to give. And to this day, still do. Now, he's probably not as bad as, as I've just um, described him. Maybe he was having a bad day. I don't know. But it was that moment that I felt wronged. But that's, the, that's what this verse is talking about. A personal hurt, but I'm going to be kind and tender-hearted and just forgive him. And that's hard to do, man. But you got to do it because God tells me to do it. And I can't do it on my own. God has to help me to do it. And that's where I have biblical kindness is about doing what is right even when it's hard. That's how marriages last. There's a whole... We got a lot to cover here. This is just like giving you the general introduction, even when it's hard. It's about going the extra mile and being there for people no matter what. Someone hurts you, kill them with kindness. You ever hear that term? Kill them with kindness. There's a scriptural verse about that. We'll, we'll, we'll cover at some point. But going the extra mile and being there for people no matter what, even those who don't deserve our kindness. But God's people deserve our kindness of all people. And that's not always easy because of all the personalities, all the characters. We don't know who's having a bad day. We don't know, what they're, you know what's going on in their life. And someone could be offended by that. But don't be offended because God says just be tenderhearted. Forgive them. I think, it's, I think Colossians 3.12 says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved. Well, that's a great, that's something God's, He's given us holiness, and he's, he's loved us. And then it says, and put on, what? Bowels of mercy, kindness. Second thing he mentions, and then, and then uh, talks about forgiving one another, forbearing one another, and if any man have quarrel with any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. It always goes back to Christ forgave you, Christ is willing to put up with you. Christ was kind to you. Well, then that means that's how I should be toward others. Even when they're unthankful and they do wrong against us. Jesus' own words. This is profound. Like, it's the opposite of how we think. But he says, I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Do good to them? I mean, how much more to the believers? Yeah, but do good to them that hate you and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Wow. I mean, if there's ever a group of people that are being kind to one another, it's us as Christians. Uh, but think about all the church splits that occur because of the violation of the verse before and this right here. I mean, if, if God's people can't do the verse in 4.32, Ephesians 4, how are they ever going to do this? They can't. You can't do this, except God does it through you. And so, it, it is so contrary to who we are. Our Kindness is not who we are, but God can make and produce that in our life when we yield to Him and surrender that. Um, there's a story about uh, a fellow, this is a preacher story. Um, it's a true story, but nevertheless a preacher story. And it, it, it talks about a, a, a fellow by the name, big old burly guy by the name of Matt. And Matt worked out in the paper mill. 
and he was paired up with a guy that was an old guy, just grouchy, mean-spirited, took the Lord's name in vain all the time. And Matt was this, you know, big, burly believer that loved the Lord, wasn't the brightest guy in the, in the room, and the old guy would constantly take the Lord's name in vain, and Matt finally said, hey, you know, that really hurts my Savior when you take his name in vain. And, of course, the old man just kind of ripped into him and cussed him out and went on his own thing. But over time, as Matt would always say to the old man, I'm praying for you, the old man started to calm down and take the Lord's name less in vain, but he just wouldn't do it around Matt. And one day, the old man got hurt on the job. He got his arm in a machine that crushed it, got rushed to the hospital. And as he's sitting in that hospital, two men came to visit him to make sure he's doing okay and all that. The first words out of his mouth were, please ask Matt to pray for me. The act of kindness, it was how he said it when he said, don't take my Lord's name in vain, that made all the difference. It's how we say things and how we respond. We need to tell the truth. We need to be truth tellers, but it's how we tell it and how we, you know, we can do it in a mean spirit out of spite or we can do it with kindness like Matt did it with the old man. And when it came down to push and shove, the old man is the one who remembered Matt saying, hey man, have Matt pray for me. Why? Because he's a man who's in touch with God. Because that act of kindness can go a long way. And that goes back to this verse, love your enemies. That, that old man was an enemy. He, he spitefully used him, but he prayed for him. That's what kindness does. Neighbors, strangers, you name it. Um, boy, oh boy, help us to be kind to them. Because I know I, I, know I want to lash out <laughs> when someone's unkind. And it's just my natural. I told you about the lady at the, at the Publix that just wanted to go to town. I wanted to fight. Over what? She just wants to fight. That's what people are like today. Mean-spirited. For, for what reason? I said, ma'am, I'll pick my stuff up. You can have it. You can have my spot. But that, that, this is the, the kind of people I have to respond in kindness. Now, I, that was a struggle that day, I can tell you. But I held my... Sometimes holding your peace is kindness. <laughs> I'll let you think on that one for a minute. Because that's called patience. Man, I, I wanted to give her a piece of my mind. That would have really done damage, not just to her, but everybody around me. Because they're all watching. So why kindness? And I'll, I'll close up on this, this uh, slide here. And this is... I'd been doing a lot of meditating on this, and out of Romans 4, it's Romans 2, by the way, not 4. <laughs> Romans 2, 4. He says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness. The word goodness there is kindness. Okay? Despise the riches. Think about that. The riches, his treasure, is full of kindness to us. And forbearance and long suffering, which is suffering long, not knowing that the goodness of God, there it is again, leadeth thee to repentance. Now, we know we can talk about that as a salvation verse. 
that God's goodness, the kindness of Jesus Christ toward us, led us to repentance. But I want to take it a step further. How many of you as believers who have been saved quite a while got out of the will of God? Now, some of you spiritual birds may have never gotten out of the will of God. But I would say a majority of us have had times, bouts with God where our hearts got cold, indifferent, we weren't right, we, just, we, we had a plateau, something about just not wanting, caring about the things of God. I've been there a couple times in my life. Dark times, cold times. I hated it, but I... It was I couldn't get out of the funk, it seemed to be, of out of the will of God. Now, I know that when I'm in that situation, I deserve God's judgment. I know it. I tell God, God, I'm, I deserve your judgment. I deserve just to get whacked upside the head and taught a lesson. I get it, Lord. But there have been times when I've been out of the will of God that God reached down and did good things for me. Now that's that seems to go against what we always hear. Every time we sin or do wrong or out of the will of God, God judges us. Hebrews chapter 12 is overly used on that. He does chastise us. I get it. But there's times that He doesn't chastise us. He throws good on us. He throws kindness our way. He does good things for us when we're out of His will to get us to what? Repent. Because sometimes we see the goodness of God and guess what happens? We're broken. We start to realize that God, you don't, I don't deserve this and yet you're willing to do it for me. And that breaks us and causes us to turn back to Him. The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. The kindness of God. How much more are we to express that in our lives toward others who may be by the way, out of the will of God. Mean-spirited, divisive, but the kindness we show to them might draw them, and God uses that to draw them back to Him. So I always ask that question, you ever had God be good to you when you deserve it the least? Anybody can say that in this room? Praise God. Because that's what I thought about. How many times did I deserve God's judgment and He was kind to me? I don't understand that. So I'm the last person I should deserve God's goodness. But I think it's because God loves us so much that he, he knows how to handle us and when He knows how to break us in some cases. And it's not always about whipping us upside the head. I mean, we got children. Some, most of us raise children. When our kids do wrong and they're all rebellious, sometimes we go out of our way to to do something good for them. And we show them that, and they're like, oh man, daddy, I was, I'm so sorry I, I, I acted that way. So it breaks them. And I think that produces kindness in us. And I think we got to go through that. This is who God is, kind and merciful. In the beginning, I talked about we express the very character of God. Kindness is expressing the character. It's who He is. We say God is good, right? God is good. God is kind. God is love. He, it's who He is, and that's how He expresses Himself. And after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appear. That's from salvation's perspective, and it's, we experience that throughout our entire 
Christian life. The kindness of God. Not always the judgment, not always the chastising, but the kindness of God. So with that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, <coughs> thank you for your kindness toward us. Thank you for kindness at times when we don't deserve it, God. Help us as your people to express the very kindness that you've shown us. And God, give us the strength through the Spirit that you have given us to overcome our own nature, which is to be unkind, but help us to be such a people that express your very character. That's through the Spirit. May God, you, you use that in our lives to, to minister to others. Help us to be kind to one another in everything we do as we look to you. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.